and welcome to The Garden, a podcast for spiritual seekers. I'm Jody Fletcher of The David Connection, and this is a show about how to connect to nature and the planet in ways that will enable deeper and greater healing for you and for us all. Hello, friends. We received the most incredible news this week. We sent videos and a full report of activities to Ginger's surgeon, who said that he doesn't think she needs to have the second surgery. That is amazing for a few different reasons. First, of course, being that she doesn't have to have the surgery. The first surgery was so hard on her, and the recovery is long and complicated. And while we are always ready to do whatever she needs to have a happy, healthy life, we definitely weren't looking forward to months of convalescence and restrictions again. I don't remember if I ever told the whole story here, so here's a little bit, which actually, as I started to write it down, turned into kind of a long bit, (laughs) about what's been going on. It started about two years ago. Ginge started limping, favoring her left leg. I thought maybe she'd hurt her toe or something, and after we consulted with our local vet, it seemed to get better. Until one night, when a possum was meandering across our back fence, and Ginge lost her mind trying to jump up to the top of the fence. The possum was completely unimpressed, but Ginger's left leg was worse than ever before. At that same time, Mom was actually extremely unwell, like the kind of months-long unwell that changes everything about how you relate to the world and your own body. And since I'm always varying degrees of unwell, she and I were really limping along too. After the possum ordeal, our local vet recommended starting laser treatments right away and said we might want to see an orthopedic specialist too. But at that time, it was totally impossible for us to make the three-hour round-trip drive. So we started the course of laser treatments and crossed our fingers it would work. Ginger's leg actually improved immediately, and after the first few weeks, she wasn't limping at all. So we settled into monthly maintenance treatments because that seemed to keep all of her joints in working order. And then, last fall, when Ginge was going in for her regular treatment, I asked if we could schedule a proper exam with the doctor, too, because there was a little pink spot on her chest that had been there for a few weeks and didn't seem to be going away. And while we were in there, I thought, maybe they could just check out this toe on her left back foot that sometimes looked kind of red and irritated. I just knew I was overreacting and that everyone was going to be like, yeah, Jody, that's no big deal. But I figured I would feel better for having it checked, so what could it hurt? I wasn't overreacting, you guys. Ginger had cancer of all things. And luckily, by that time, we were all better enough to make the long trip up to the other vet's office, where in addition to orthopedic specialists, they have this wonderful doctor who specializes in removing mast cell tumors. We found out Ginger needed the toe amputated. And while they were at it, they were going to remove and biopsy the spot on her chest as well. That was in October, in the midst of the most disruptive of our house renovation projects too. (laughs) The night of her surgery and for a few nights after, Ginger and I slept on a mattress on the kitchen floor because she couldn't go up and down the stairs. At that time, there were holes in the walls where they'd been cut away to make room for updated doors and windows. And there were giant spiders who'd been displaced from their homes in the walls upstairs when one of the rooms was completely gutted. That first night, one of the biggest spiders I've ever seen in person crawled across the bed, but I didn't scream or cry. I just caught him in a glass Pyrex container and, while I transported him outside, explained to him what was happening and why he couldn't sleep in my bed with me. 
Ginger's recovery from that surgery was hard, but it was only a couple of weeks before she was back to using her three-toed left foot, just the same as she'd used it when it had all four toes. And the surgery was a complete success from the doctor's perspective, too. They got clean margins on the toe, and the chest tumor actually turned out to just be a benign cousin of a mast cell cancer after all. All this to say, that left back leg had been through the ringer by that point, but we felt pretty confident she was doing good still. She'd slowed down a bit, and she'd gained quite a bit of weight. More on that in a moment. But overall, we thought she was in good shape. Until that damned kitty ran through our yard. The neighbor who used to live behind us had the cutest little tuxedo kitten who was a complete sadist and loved to torture Ginger. No matter how many times I tried to communicate to her what a bad idea it was to come into our yard, that kitty refused to stop ducking under the fence and making herself at home. One cold February day, when about half the snow had melted, leaving the other half to freeze into dangerous little skating rinks all over the yard, Ginge took off after that kitty, and by the time I got up to the fence that the kitty had ducked to safety under, Ginge was limping so badly. But it wasn't her left leg this time, it was her right. I didn't know this, but at least 50% of the dogs who have an injury to their canine cruciate ligament, which is the dog equivalent to a person's ACL, will have the same injury on the other side within a year. It's because they've spent so much time favoring the one side, it eventually weakens the strong side. This is what happened to poor Ginge. Between the left side weakness, which it turns out was also a torn ligament all that time, and the cancer surgery, which required some pretty significant limping for a few weeks, Ginger's right CCL had gotten so weak that one slip on ice while chasing a kitty tore it right up. And this one was so much worse than the left leg had ever been. Our local vet again referred us to the specialist, and luckily we were still well enough that the round trip to and fro was, wasn't anything we had to even consider. In March, we met the lovely orthopedic doctor there, and he told us she needed surgery on both legs, but we would start with the right because that was the one that was hurting the worst at the time. The recovery was a massive commitment, he told us, because what they do is go in and create a new ligament out of what's basically surgical-grade nylon sutures. This material on its own won't hold up. The dog's body has to build scar tissue all around it, and that is what creates a new ligament that will hold the dog's leg and knee in place. And this scar tissue takes a long time to form. The first four weeks, the doctor said it would be business trips only outside. And then after four weeks, she could start walking twice a day for five minutes each. Then each week after that, we could build up on the walks, adding a couple of minutes at a time. And eventually, he said, when the right leg got strong enough, she would start to favor the left one again, and that's when we would know it was time to do the second surgery. Because this recovery was going to require so many massive changes to our lifestyle, including moving our bedroom upstairs to the dining room downstairs for an unforeseen amount of time, we scheduled the surgery five weeks out and went about making all the changes slowly and incrementally. Ginger has an absolute ton of trauma from living a life you don't even want to imagine before she found us. And so change does not come easily for our girl. She needed ramps and baby gates, and she needed to learn that she couldn't jump on furniture or stand on her back legs to look out the windows. We gathered every rug we had in the house and created a slip-proof path from the dining room to the front door, and we blocked off one entrance to the room with a big piece of furniture and the other with a baby gate. 
Mom and I sat on these little beach chairs that are close to the floor so she wouldn't be tempted to climb. And we got her the cutest little dog couch, which is only like 11 inches off the ground, so she wouldn't feel too deprived. I mean, she spent a lot of years sleeping on furniture. We also en- enlisted the help of professionals. Two wonderful trainers who have personal and professional experience helping dogs recover from these surgeries. They taught us about the importance of mental stimulation and introduced us to snuffle mats and licky pads for relaxation. They helped us learn to desensitize Ginge to the ramp and to the cone collar and how to teach her not to be so reactive to everything happening outside. We went into the surgery nervous, but I think we were as prepared as we possibly could have been. Oh, And there was the one other big thing we had to work on. The orthopedic specialist said that Ginger had to lose weight, like a lot of weight. One of the biggest reasons dogs tear their CCLs is because they're overweight. And I guess our girl was. I never meant to make Ginger obese. It happened completely by accident. And because of the ligament thing, I actually feel incredibly guilty about it. And so I've spent a lot of time examining how it happened, and here's what I realized. Between December 30th of 2019 and July 28th of 2020, three of my darling old animal friends died. Three in seven months. And in the year before that, my great uncle and great aunt, who we'd been taking care of, they both died. And just before all of that, in the fall of 2016, I took care of my dad while he was dying, and then my big old German shepherd died right after. So by the fall of 2021, when Ginger started limping and mom got so sick, I was only a little more than a year out from all that death. And here's the thing about mom's illness. We really weren't sure, and her doctors really weren't sure. So when Ginger's appetite seemed to change, I was panicking inside. Loss of appetite and then not being able to eat at all was a big part of all but one of those deaths. And so deep inside, I think I was afraid mom and Ginger were both dying and maybe, maybe coaxing Ginger to eat more was the only thing I could do. This wasn't rational. It was totally and 100% emotional. And looking back, I kind of wish I'd never added all that chicken and shredded cheese to her food. But in my defense... I was feeding her the amount it said on the bag, but I hadn't taken into account the fact that she wasn't getting anywhere near the amount of exercise she'd had before. And so before we knew it, she'd plumped up quite a bit. This obesity issue had been raised by the local vet before we started the laser treatments. So I'd had her on a diet and she'd already lost about six pounds, but I guess it wasn't enough of a diet because the specialist said she needed to lose 10 more, which... She has, I'm happy to say. So anyway, all these months later, Ginge looks good. She seems to feel good. And the most remarkable thing has happened. We've continued to build and build and build upon her walks. And she has never started favoring that left side. In fact, she keeps pushing us to go farther and farther, adding in sandy beach hikes and trotting so fast mom and I can hardly keep up. And she just keeps getting stronger and stronger. One other thing that has happened this past year that I feel deep down has had a big impact on all of this. Um, Before her first surgery, my friend and mentor tuned in and told me that Ginger needed some help and said I needed to dedicate a lot of time to learning and applying this energy healing modality called the body code. So I dove in and started learning and applying. 
I worked on Ginger, but I also worked on myself and mom. And by surgery time, we'd already started to see some really incredible results. I have a deep-seated understanding that everything is energy and that energy healing can do wondrous things, but I'd never actually seen it firsthand like this. And I have to admit, when we started out, I didn't think torn ligaments could be healed without surgery. But after some remarkable sessions and watching Ginger improve so drastically, I find myself feeling like anything is possible, which is a really lovely thing to feel. What a gift this whole thing has actually been to me, because as hard as it's been, I feel like I've learned so many amazing things. And I feel so strongly that part of why Ginger and I are meant to be together is so I can become a better healer, and so she can receive the healing that she so rightly deserves. So here we are, back in our bedroom upstairs, moving furniture and sorting hundreds and hundreds of books. I never got to fully move back into this room after renovation and before surgery. So this room has been up here collecting all of my clutter for months and months while we've been in this holding pattern. Now it feels like I can finally get it all organized. This entire long story, if you've made it this far, is all to say that I'm going to take a few weeks away from the podcast to tidy things up and make a couple of changes to the David Connection and what I have to offer. One of the big changes I've been deciding to make is to move things over to Substack, where we can have a bit of community as well. This won't change anything about how you listen to the pod. It's still going to be available on all the podcast apps, but it will give us a place to share comments and feedback and interact with other listeners if that's your kind of thing. The other big thing that really must happen is for me to finally finish and publish Beautiful Death, my book about what I learned from sharing time with all those loved ones as they died. So, unless some absolute immediate inspiration strikes, I will talk to you all again in the new year. Welcome to the Garden has been such an amazing experience this year. Thinking of this space and what I can share with you here has been such an incredible anchor through these months of Ginger's recovery and our uncertainty about what was next. So, thank you so much for holding space here with me. I'm really excited to come back with some of this housekeeping taken care of and see what comes about next. In the meantime, I'm wishing you all the most magical end to 2023 and that these next several weeks be filled with joy and healing and an ever-deepening understanding of your experiences and what you're learning from your time in this life. I'm sending so much love and so many wishes for the most harmonious flows of healing light in and through your life. And I will chat with you all soon.